0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Stakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Zella made a beat, so it's go time. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Core 4 Podcast. This is a podcast under SB Nations Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network. You can find them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or whatever you get your podcast. I'm your co host, Parker Fleming, and Nate isn't with me right now. But we got two stellar guests right now. We got Brandon, Mr. Hustle Abraham, senior staff writer at Grizzly dot com. Brandon, tell him what's up. What's up, guys? How you doing? And we also got ninety-two nines, Connor Dunning, the producer of the Jeffrey Wright Show, uh, the, two, the two, the two to two, four show, the two to four show. We'll call it. 2 It doesn't to four matter
1: because <laughs> we got John Morant.
0: I. Yeah, so guess what, guys? We're bringing a special edition Core Four lottery reactions. This is sponsored by uh, Ghost River and whatever. You're, what are you drinking? A tiny Bomb. Tiny <laughs> Bomb. Cool. Yeah. Those are the sponsors right now. Because guess what? The Memphis Grizzlies. We're not conveying. We're not getting the eighth pick. We got the number two pick, and we're hyped. It, a I little did. bit. It was because
1: I cannot even describe to you the feeling that I had. Between the commercial break from finding out that we had the top four to finding out where we were in the top four, it was as if it was a thousand years, and I and I wanted to die. When we found out that we got the second pick,
2: I'm pretty sure that we screamed loud enough that the cops were almost called on us. Well, especially to the fact that both the Lakers and the Knicks were picking third and fourth behind us. Right. It-
0: uh- Honestly, when I saw that, I was just kind of like, okay, cool, we're going to get the fourth pick, and then the Pelicans will get the third pick, and then the Lakers and Knicks will get the top two picks, because guess what? The NBA wants their big markets to succeed, but guess what? We're not going to ref- not gonna reward your dysfunctionality, New York or LA, okay? Y'all aren't getting Zion or Ja or RJ. Well, New York might get RJ, but guess what? Y'all didn't get it. And the New Orleans Pelicans and the Memphis Grizzlies, two of the smallest markets in the NBA, are gonna either get Zion Williamson, John Morant, or RJ Barrett. Connor, Brandon, I'm hype. I'm I'm extremely hype. First off, we need
1: to do a kind of a shout out to the NBA. Their new lottery rules worked it worked it it is now going to show that tanking is not the best way to do this because i've got to say the basketball gods have been very good to memphis as of late just the past week we've we've secured a top 5 recruiting class we got lesser Quinones. we got boogie ellis we got Rayjon tucker and now we got the number 2 pick i think that the grizzlies not trying to lose like they played their hearts out that was some good karma it had to be good karma we've we've been preaching for months now that tanking doesn't work, and I'm just – I'm elated. I, I'm truly elated. I went into tonight fully expecting to land in the eighth spot with, like, the most grids thing possible. But we're walking away with the number two pick, John Morant. And for the first time in a long time, we have flexibility, and guess what?
2: Leverage. Leverage. Leverage
0: is right. Brandon, do you
2: have anything to add on that? Well, kind of going back to what Connor said about the new lottery reform, three of the top four picks – Jumped up in the standings. Yep. I think New Orleans at seventh was the lowest ranked team and they won the freaking lottery. We were at eighth and LA was at 11. So the reform seemingly works in year one. Um, unless you're a Knicks fan
0: or a Cavs fan or a Suns fan, then it kind of sucks. <laughs> Phoenix, man. Phoenix, man, they've been intentionally losing games since like 2015. Their owner sucks And you know what They got exactly what they deserve The 6th pick Granted they can still get Darius Garland Which would be cool and stuff But just kind of like Ha You won 19 games For nothing You won 19 games for Darius Garland And you don't know what he's going to be Because he had torn meniscus all year And guess what The Grizzlies Who were actively trying to win games To convey a pick They were trying to get rid of a pick And they're getting John Morant Or R.J. Barrett it's, I just can't get over landing the number two pick and getting
1: a guy like John Morant changes so many things for the Grizzlies in a positive way. Get, are we all in an agreement that they have to take him at number two? Yes. There's no way that they can't. Just from the reaction on social media and from the writers and just the excitement from everyone, I think if they take anyone but John Morant,
0: there's going to be a riot on Beale Street. I will say, because, like, y'all both think Morant, and I honestly like you you've been y'all two have been with me since the lottery started it's one of those things where like in general it's one of those things where I see team building for the past few years and yes if you heard that that is our other uh, star on the show that's Memphis Dunning Connor's dog Um, and so the NBA for the past I think 10 years has been run by big wings that can dominate the ball and initiate the offense we see it Obviously with LeBron, but nobody should be compared to LeBron James. You got James Harden. You got Luka Doncic, Jonathan Mitchell. Y'all can just fill in if I'm forgetting any. Devin Booker. And then that's why I was kind of like, okay, R.J. Barrett. We can draft R.J. Barrett. But then it kind of got to the – I got to think. I'm like, okay, if we draft John Morant, we can basically – trade Mike Conley for whoever without worrying about getting a point guard and without worrying about DeLon Wright being our starting point guard on opening night because we can get John Morant who um he has a lot of potential I've seen a lot of people say that he might be the best player in the draft even over Zion Williamson you see the comps from John Wall Russell Westbrook and that's just something you can't pass up
1: right um I guess this is a part where we need to kind of break down John Morant as a player. And then we, and then very quickly, we can move into the Mike Conley situations because I think the biggest thing this does is it allows the Grizzlies now to take their time with this. And we now have leverage because NBA teams know we don't have to get rid of Mike Conley. If anything, they still have an incentive to keep Mike Conley because they want to convey the pick. However, this does make, make moving him, make a lot more sense. Now it's, it, this pick changes so much for the Grizzlies in a, in a very positive way. Also, what we haven't talked about yet is Jaron Jackson Jr. has his partner now. He has his penny to his shack. I'm not saying that either of them are penny. Oh, wow. oh, wait, wait. I'm not saying. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm not saying either of them are penny, and I'm not saying that he's shack. I'm saying the combination. The combination of players. It's always been two young players that come into the league together. You want to try to pair them together. You want to let them grow together, and they're going to be able to do that now. Jaron Jackson Jr. on the pick and roll with John Morant. It's going to be electric. It's going to the fast breaks are going to be fun. The, the spit floor spacing is going to be fun. One of the best things about John Morant is his passing ability and his vision. He's going to get open shots for Jaron, which is only going to bring positive things and also guess what John Morant's a great rebounder guess what Jaron Jackson Jr. needs a little help with rebounding this is good it's just it's kind of a perfect pairing for for Jaron Jackson Jr. he he has his point guard of the future he knows that who's going to be his point guy now this is just I'm elated guys I'm on cloud nine this is the happiest I've been about the Grizzlies since the last playoff run I'm not kidding I'm not kidding
0: let's just think about this think about this so John Morant Led the country in assists last year. Also averaged 24 points a game. Shooting is kind of a concern, but he boosted that up to 36% on almost five attempts a game. So that's pretty promising. Well, and he was he was the only guy on that team. Right. I mean, but he still averaged 10 assists a game. Exactly. That's the thing. He made the players around him better.
1: And I think that's a really good thing. Like if you can make the guys around him better. And here's the thing. Just because he can't comes from Murray, he's not. He's, He's not campaign 2.0, guys. Like, let's, let's get real. If you see that out there, he's not. He is a completely different dynamic player than campaign was. I mean, this guy, he has an efi- efficient field goal rating of 55.3% on 531 field goal attempts. That is really freaking good. That's really, really good. He's going to do so many great things for the Grizzlies, man. It's His handle, his speed, it, sh- it opens up new avenues for us.
0: Mm -hmm. I 100% agree And I think the most important thing About getting John Morant Is in an interview recently With Yahoo Sports He referred to himself as the point god That's marketing right there baby Like We got the litmus and the point god
1: Oh my god Oh Oh my god And then but also, like, he's not the worst defender either. He's a pretty good on-ball defender, which just goes in, into play with Jaron Jackson Jr. If both of them can grow up and develop together on the defensive end, all of a sudden you have you have a pairing like Mike Conley and, and Marcus All, which was dominant on offense and also extremely effective on— I'm sorry, dominant on defense, but also extremely effective on offense. If they can try to replicate that with John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr.,
2: like, it's— the potential is through the roof. It, especially knowing both of them are going to be on their rookie contracts for the foreseeable future. Right. So you have the financial flexibility to, not to speculate too much, but go out and get guys to make the Grizzlies more of a winner now, but also set, them up, set themselves up for future success.
0: Yeah. And so as Brandon mentioned, talk about like flexibility and stuff. Just think about this. If everything lines up as far as CJ Miles already opted in if Chandler Parsons doesn't get stretched or traded and then if Jonas Valanciunas ends up opting into his player deal the Grizzlies could have a lot of cap space in 2020 and they can go find a guy that's been in the league for three or four years but they're still 22 23 years old that can fit next to Jaron Jackson and John Morant or RJ Barrett whoever whether that's a guy like Brandon Ingram Jalen Brown Pascal Siakam I didn't say that I didn't say that <laughs> I didn't say that I didn't say that but uh, yeah yeah so um, I just want to know like what like both I I want input from both of you on this but like what going forward like the Grizzlies got the number two pick and everybody was either wanting to convey or get Zion let's mm-hmm. be real everybody was wanting like okay get this pick over with because guess what next year we can just go all in rebuild Trey Conley without any consequences because guess what we can get we can go after someone like James Wiseman, Cole Anthony, who, Anthony Edwards, whoever's out there next year without having to worry about the potential of giving Boston a pick no matter what. But, I mean, I think – I obviously think next year you still got to build for the future but convey. Mm-hmm. But do you kind of go ahead and try to build around what you want Ja and Jaron to be?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like that – the the priority on this team now is two different players. We're and here's the thing: we're assuming that they're taking John Morant, and I think that they'd be kind of crazy not to. Just from the reaction from everyone, he is the guy that is the perfect fit for this team. But you have to start building around John Morant and jaron Jackson Jr. as soon as possible. Now, I don't think that they are in a rush to trade Mike Conley. Now, it definitely it, this gives the Grizzlies more time. It gives them leverage because the team that they're going to have next year is a team that can absolutely convey the pick, and they may need Mike Conley at first. And also, I don't hate the idea of John Morant learning from Mike Conley. That is also very, very attractive to me. So if they don't trade Mike Conley, so be it. Then John Morant gets to learn from a should-be all-star and one of the best point guards in the league, like one of the best floor generals in the league, the best point guard the Memphis Grizzlies have ever had. That is a very good positive. I also think that one thing that people... Are going to start talking about soon is what does just this do for the popularity of the grizzlies the excitement it's going to bring it back we have like people are going to be in the stands now because they want to see john ram because he's that type of player he's explosive bill simmons has this thing called the michelin rating John Morant's going to be up there on the Michelin rating. He's going to be the type of player that is hopefully exciting to watch play basketball. You, when he's coming to town, you want to go see him. He has that type of potential. Now, I, what do we think his floor is? Like, we do need to talk about that. What yeah. is John Morant's floor? I think his floor is probably like a, I don't know, like, a, like an Eric Bledsoe type player is probably what his floor oh, wow. is, which is still a great player. Um, He's a bigger version of Eric Bledsoe, I think. It's that high, explosive energy, great passer, good rebounder, can score when he needs
0: to. Um, this isn't going to be like a sexy answer because let's be real, Eric Bledsoe, like for a floor, is pretty good. I like Jeff Teague. So I think Jeff Teague's a better playmaker. That's than, also a really good answer. Like Brandon, what do you what do you think?
2: I, I really can't come up with anything better than y'all two did because um, people kind of forget how good of a player Jeff Teague was before he kind of signed that big contract with Indiana and then sent off to Minnesota. Like, Jeff Teague was a good player in Atlanta and I think John Morant can, you know, at the very least replicate his style of play. Uh, Connor killed me last week when we were doing the lottery kind of preview podcast calling him a Skinny John Wall. Right, he does um, need to put on some weight. He will have to build some muscle and put on some weight. But he's a young guy; like he, they'll do that. Like that's that's part of the process of a rookie. him and Jaren both. They, right. they're, they're going to be in the gym. They're going to be lifting weights. I mean, he's he's nineteen, y'all. Yeah.
1: He's nineteen. <laughs> let's go. We have let's <laughs> <we>, go. <laughs> we we have a whole
2: other year of just yelling to everybody. He's nineteen. Yeah. Well, he's he's almost twenty.
1: He's almost twenty, but still still that's awesome like to have the two core pieces of your of your rebuild be under t- 20 years old or younger is such a big advantage it really
2: is and especially kind of touching on the flexibility the grizzlies have you know it all comes down to conley are they going to trade or keep him but on top of that you have delon wright who's hitting restricted free agency this summer i'm in the the camp that you don't trade Conley until the offseason kind of settles to where you know which teams may be desperate, whether it's New York, right. L.A., wherever. What, what if a team like, like Boston, who could be losing Kyrie, throws out a crazy offer sheet to DeLon Wright? You don't have to match it because you don't have to trade Conley. And you have, you know, in this you know, hypothetical we're talking about, we have Ja Morant. Um, if they draft R.J. Barrett. It's a little bit of a different story, but it gives you flexibility. You know, if they like what they saw from DeLon Wright at the end of the year with the triple-doubles, the all-around play, you have DeLon and Ja who can battle it out for the starting point guard duties and either one would be a fantastic backup. You can trade Conley, get extra assets to, you know, for sure convey the pick next year. Like, they, they have flexibility. They have, Like we said at the beginning of the podcast, they have leverage. Right, right. So now I think it's, it's probably
1: time to start talking about – what the possible Mike Conley packages would be now because I think that in a weird way Mike's value has now increased even though teams know that it's easier for us to get rid of him they are going to have to offer something better than just just a random thing for the Grizzlies to get rid of it and start the rebuild
0: yeah um one thing I talked to you all about off the air is now there's not as much pressure about getting a point guard in any trade package for Conley. Whether right. whether that's trading for an extra pick and getting a guy like Darius Garland or Kobe White or trying to go out and get Londo Ball, Chris Dunn. <laughs> well, I've said that. Sorry, natural reaction. Um, I think you could actually go out and get the absolute best package possible. Whether that highlight of the package is a good wing, a uh, good... F- it depends on what you think of Jaron. Obviously, I don't think they're going to go out and get a big man in a package for Conley. I think you're going to get a wing or a guard in some capacity. More than likely, a wing. Now that you could, because even if you they take RJ Barrett, they can still just um, they can use Barrett as that kind of like point guard, kind of similar to what they do with um, Donovan Mitchell in Utah or Devin Booker in Phoenix, and go out and get a guy that's more like three and D kind of kind of deal, you know?
1: Right. One of the immediate trade packages that that Parker thought of uh, as soon as the lottery happened was was the Jalen Brown possibility because we know that there's already a logjam in Boston. They're open to moving players. Do you think that there's a real possibility that Mike Conley may be able to to get a Jalen Brown from Boston? What do you think that that would have to be in the trade package like that? Because if so, if by some miracle, and hey, miracles are happening in Memphis right now, so let's just keep this train rolling. If the Grizzlies could somehow get a guy like Jalen Brown or a a type of player with that potential on the defensive end, they needed kind of a two-way guy, the defensive ability of this team could be dominant
0: in a couple of years. I will say because there will be a lot of people trying to steal this take. When, whenever you see on Twitter Mike Conley to Boston, just remember that I, Parker Fleming, was the one that came up with that take. I think that for Boston, a team that, let's be real, they squandered what they could have had. They could have traded for Jimmy Butler, for Paul George, for Anthony Davis. I mean, they did trade for Kyrie, but they should have just done more. I think they should have done more to uh, try to compete and legitimately compete for a championship, especially once LeBron left the Eastern Conference. I think once Kawhi said that he was out and in Toronto, that's when they should have made a trade because they weren't going to beat Toronto. Um, I think a good trade possibility is, I think you're going to have to take on Gordon Hayward's contract to anything. But you either see about getting either two picks from this year's draft to where you have three picks in this year's draft, and maybe you can hit in the mid to late first round. Maybe the guy like Kevin Porter Jr. or Romeo Langford, Tyler Hero. That's my guy right there. Um, Grant Williams, who is, he kind of fits in that like PJ Tucker kind of role alongside Jaron Jackson and John Moran or RJ Barrett. But if they don't, you obviously try to see if you can get Gordon Hayward and Jalen Brown um, yeah and I also got uh, kind of a hot take for you fellas real quick Uh-oh. it's spicy. honestly it's not even that spicy because I don't think he's that important to the future but so I think around Jaw and Jaren you try to get shooters around right. them because you're going to run in that pick and roll if Jaren's not open you kick out to a shooter Trey Kyle Anderson
1: oh, oh. well his injury though is going to make that tricky it quote unquote injury, what we don't we're trying to figure out what it is kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't hate the idea. I definitely don't hate the idea. And he could he could
2: maybe get you a strong young shooting guard, but hmm, that's interesting. You can't do that to me too quickly, Parker, because I was daydreaming of someone trying to score on a lineup with let let's just even go a little small. Let's say we keep Delon and Ja. Delon and Jaw in the backcourt, Kyle and Jalen Brown in the front court, and then Jaron down low. Try scoring on that. Like, right. like, especially if Ja bulks up. Like, so I I'm very high on Kyle Anderson. I think he's a good player that doesn't need a lot of touches.
0: Um, but if you can capitalize on that and get a good trade, I don't hate it. Actually, I got something a little better. I got something a little better. Um I do think, though, with a guy like John Morant or even RJ Barrett, you move Kyle Anderson to the bench. Let's be real. he's Unless he suddenly becomes a 35 to 40% three point shooter, he is not a starting three in the NBA. Let's get that out of the way right now. I think at he's a skinny Boris BL, if we're being completely honest. But that's still a very good player. That's yeah. a good player. That's a good player. But. He's a four he's not a three one other deal. I would be fine with is capitalizing on the fact that both Avery Bradley or Avery Bradley's deal is he's only guaranteed two million dollars if he is weighed before July 3rd and CJ miles 8 million could be stretched very easily You try to do that and take on a bigger contract, especially if you're taking less salary in a Mike Conley deal um, I did highlight this piece on grizzlybillews.com about the idea of trading Avery Bradley for Allen Crabb and Denver's first round pick that Brooklyn has. And that's at 27 right now, which can still get them a very good player. Just go out and try to get a decent wing. Tankathon right now has Matisse Theibel, the a wing from Washington, who was honestly one of the best wing defenders in the country. Um, I, I really don't know what y'all guys think of that but I'm willing to take on Alan Krabs last year of his contract to do that because let's be real Brooklyn's trying to chase stars this summer they're trying to open up as much cap as possible right and I think that makes sense for all parties because I think Alan Krabs was probably a guy that the Grizzlies were targeting in 2016 before they maxed out Chandler Parsons and before Brooklyn gave Alan Krabs a four year $75 million office sheet that Brook that Portland unfortunately matched but
2: right Right. I agree with all of the above. Well, and it also, you know, if you trade Kyle Anderson, whoever, and get Alan Crabb on the last year of his deal, it opens up even more money in the summer of 2020, which could go all sorts of directions for the
0: Grizzlies, depending on how free agency and all that goes. Mm hmm. And so, with this episode, with this whole reaction and stuff, we couldn't, like, we wanted to give you all something quick. We wanted to go back to the original origins of the core four where we give you a, t- a quick 25, 30 minute podcast that you can listen to on your way to work, on your way from work, on your way to class. If if you're still in class right now, I'm sorry. Like I really am. <laughs> um, while you're working out, going on a run while you're walking your dog, anything. So um, Connor, Brandon, do you all have any final thoughts on the Grizzlies great night? The number two pick.
1: We haven't discussed. Who do you think is going
0: number one? Oh, my. <laughs> hey, man,
1: it's just, I mean, I can't lie. It's, it's, it's one of those things where uh, Grizzlies fans, have, like, we've been through a lot. Like, it, we can't lie about that. We've been through a lot. It's been a rough two seasons. And I think that John Morant has the potential to be a prize from that and, and make all of those, those tough times worth it. We're not guaranteeing that he's going to be this superstar player. However, he certainly has the potential to be that superstar player. So if you're feeling excitement right now, if you're feeling hype and just proud to be a Memphis fan, ride that out. Ride it out. Don't let anybody bring you down. We don't get to do this a lot, especially in the city of Memphis. This is a huge month for us. It's just been W's all around. And, uh, man, I'm just I'm just proud to be a Memphian right now. I'm proud to be a Tigers fan. I'm proud to be a Grizzlies fan. It's just it's, it's pure euphoria. It, it is just euphoria. So let the haters
2: talk and just enjoy the ride. All right, yeah. and from a strictly Grizzlies perspective, there's a light. You know, for it seems like four to five years, it was, oh, is this the is this the end of the core four? Is this the year the Grizzlies, you know, all of a sudden suck and can't make the playoffs with you know Tony Allen, Zebo, Conley, and Gasol? There's a light in Jaron and Ja or R.J. Whoever they pick at number two assuming it's Ja or RJ and they don't do anything too crazy on us there is a light with Jaren and whoever they pick it to to be excited for the future to renew your season tickets to go to the games to watch again there's hope for the future that a little over a year ago we did not have
1: there's a light at the end of the tunnel
0: Mm -hmm. yes and so really just to close the show I gotta echo what these guys said there's hope at the end of the tunnel because let's be real I didn't have that hope last season especially once we got four, I was like, damn it, we're not going to get Aiden Bagley or Doncic. We're, we're screwed. I didn't have that same light at the tunnel in the middle of the season in December and January when J.B. Bickerstaff was playing to Michael Green and Shelvin Mack. Oh, over,
1: God. Over <laughs> oh, flashbacks.
0: <laughs> that, that, that's a, all sorts of PTSD right there. Over Jaron Jackson and Javon Carter and then – I still even with the idea of conveying the pick honestly let's be real conveying the pick was an awesome option for me for all parties it's just, super boring it's a boring <laughs> ass option let's be real and in getting 8th pick I just do, I'm, I'm worried about Joe's health if we got 8th like I don't want to have to worry about Cam Reddish or Bol Bol so Joe if you're listening to this this is for you buddy
1: yeah also real quick shout out to Elliot Perry
0: shout out shout out to Sox Elliot Joe! Perry Elliot Perry I need you to go buy some lottery tickets with me um, but really like this is the most excited I've been as a Grizzlies fan in a long time and I think Everyone can attest to this. To be honest, going into this new decade of the 2020s, I was very scared of what was going to happen. But at least we know with two fra- legitimate franchise cornerstones, not guys that were selling as these franchise cornerstones, you know, like the Dylan Brooks, Javon Carter, Tyler Dorsey, while they're all good players in their own right, it's just not the same. And the fact that we're getting a legitimate cornerstone next to Jaron Jackson Jr., who's been our most promising young start since OJ Mayo in 2008. It's huge. It is huge for the city. I know the next few years or so might not be glorious if we're winning between 25, 35, 40 games and not making the playoffs. But guess what? I fully believe that there is light at the end of the tunnel. I'm very excited to see what this Grizzly team does at draft night with all these decisions, whether it's the Conley trade, Chandler Parsons' awful contract, Avery Bradley's non-guaranteed deal. I do, I'm excited and I'm going to put full implicit trust in Jason Wexler and Zach Kleiman to restore Memphis basketball and to really make Grizzlies basketball great again. All right. Connor, Brandon, plug your stuff away. All
1: right. As you all know, we're going through some changes at 929. But I promise something something really good is coming. Jeffrey Wright's crushing it right now. So listen every single day from 2 to 4 CT on 929FM ESPN. You can follow me on Twitter at cdunning929. Also, one more thing. Pray for Knicks fans. Just They're having a rough time. Pray for Knicks fans.
2: Yeah, no, Connor, I, I follow up on the uh, Pray for Knicks fans, especially like 90% of what, the Ringer staff? Yeah, um, yeah. They're going through a hard time right now. There's nothing we can do to help them, but just offer them our support. And again, I'm Brandon Abraham, senior writer for grizzlybearblues.com. You can follow me on Twitter at BC Abraham. And one thing I just thought of, I'm probably going to be seeing a lot more of Javon Carter down in the hustle again next season.
1: <laughs> oh shoot. i didn't think
0: about that <laughs> yikes well um guys you can follow me on twitter at paca underscore flocka follow the pod on twitter because we're almost at 300 followers so it would actually be super cool if y'all followed us uh yeah that they need to fix that and so follow us at at the core four podcast we are under it's the number four or not the letter it, yeah, it's not spelled out four. It's just the number four. Fun is on SBN Grizzlies, because we're going to have some great content all summer long, all summer 19. We're bringing back summer 16. It's going to be the best summer of all time. No cap on that. You can follow our site manager at Joe Mullinax. You can follow my co-host on the Core Four podcast at Big Nate Chester. Read the blog. Listen to the podcast. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Listen to us on Mega. Phone, do the whole nine yards because guess what grizzly bear blues is going to be the best grizzlies platform all summer 19 no cap to that we're done john Morant.